0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 59 of the Agile Pubcast. Bit of a different one this time, this was a live podcast that we recorded from the Other Palace Theatre in London, the night that we went to see The Showstoppers, which is an improvised musical in London. So you have to bear in mind that this was recorded as part of a live YouTube podcast that Jeff did on his phone. So if you want to see the full video version of this, you can pop over to YouTube now and look for Inspect and Adapt and you'll find the video there. If you're gonna stay with us, you'll look forward to topics such as feature teams, component teams, the comparison between the two, a bit about team values, a bit about technical scrum masters, and some general advice at the end on presentation skills. So if you're into improv like me, you'll look forward to this episode because it's gonna be fun. So without further ado, let's play the jingle.
1: Evening. Hello. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine oh. this. yes, hi. Yeah, it's just, oh, it's has, clubs it's, just, up. it's
0: right. um, Cheers. Cheers. Where are we? What's the name of this place? Well, oh, this is in the metadata, so. Oh, they it? will know, yeah, we're at the other it's palace. One per- is that one person online? Yeah, we got a watcher. we got a watcher. Who'd have thought it? This time of night, 20 to 10. Who is it? Hi. Hello. Hi. What's your name? Where'd you come from? <laughs>
1: um, oh, they've gone. The, not know. mistake. No, Two people. people. Two people online. Anyway, so... Um, I'm yeah. drinking...
0: The Other Lager. The Other Lager.
1: Because we're at The Other Palace, which is a theatre in Victoria, in London. We've we've been out for some culture. Yeah, we've been enjoying the arts tonight, haven't we? You know us. We went to see Showstoppers. It is late. It's later than we expected, to be honest. Who's the, that? The Dean. This... Yeah, it's later than we expected. But, um... Hi! We had a fair bit going on. Hi! Yeah. But had a busy day. We managed to grab a quick bite of dinner. And then just across the road from our hotel was... The Showstoppers, and if you've never seen The Showstoppers, I would thoroughly recommend it. Paul's seen them before, I hadn't, but they're, basically, they, they improvise a musical every night. Yeah, so
0: they take suggestions from the audience, so it's, this is in the west end of, of London, so it's, you're in theatre land anyway, so they take suggestions on types of musicals or composers, of musicals from the audience and they, try and they try and weave them into two 45 minute acts um, and it's very very good how they do it I don't really know um, improvising a play is yeah. one thing
1: improvising comedy and singing is another and singing. improvising singing and comedy incredible and Irish dancing yeah it was good it was very yeah, good so I was completely in awe and I was chatting to two people next to me who'd never been before well, one person had seen, I think one person had seen it before, but they, they were kind of, they were of the opinion that it was too good to not be scripted. Oh, really? One of them was. Yeah, no, they stop, weren't convinced. She said, I'm loving it, I'm loving it, but I'm not convinced that they haven't scripted some of this. Mm. And I was trying to explain that that's, they, they've got techniques that will help them, I'm sure they have, and, and this is their job, you know, this is how they get so good at it, they do it every day. Um... But also part of it I think is just believing that you you can do it and you will do it yeah a lot of it is um, there are tricks there's a lot of repetition
0: um, a lot of callbacks to old old they won 't always think of new things they'll go back to they reintroduce old songs even. So especially at the end, I don't want to spoil it for everyone, but they'll try it. They'll tie back to a song that they've done earlier on. Yeah. So and if they're really struggling for words, you notice they repeat a verse or repeat a chorus. But they, there's a lot of them on stage as well, so they can bounce ideas or bounce
1: things or ideas off each other. Yeah. To to Only one out of the six needs to come up with something. But it, I think, well something it's related to what we were doing today in a way. Coaching's a little bit improv'y in that you can't script what someone's going to come to you with you can't script how a conversation's going to go Yeah, and you kind of have to trust the process in a way and just roll with it yeah. and, and see where it goes and believe that it will go somewhere good and also believe that you have the ability and the yeah the, the capability to deal with wherever it goes but again you're looking for cues aren't you
0: uh, audible cues visual cues from your client or whoever you're speaking to that yeah. opportunities to not not to dominate but to add
1: but one of the I'll, say, I'll tell you one thing i noticed and it, bang wallet. one of the things i noticed that i think helped them and i think helps a lot of teams and a lot of coaches is keeping it simple so they didn't try to overcomplicate it with ridiculously long words? No. So it's easier to rhyme a simple word and build a simple word into a, into a song than it is to build a complicated word into a song. Yeah. <clears throat> I think keeping coaching simple, keeping work simple makes it more effective. So there is a, there is a technique,
0: and I've, I've done some, some song improv. Give us a song. <laughs> I've done give us some, a some venue, yeah. give us some musical That's some style, suggestions on the audience. And Paul
1: will improvise right now.
0: No, Paul won't. I'm not going to have had it. There are some, I mean, some of the cast are actually in here now, you know, just for you to get, yeah. I'm tempted to get them over, but um, no, but um, jazz. <laughs> um, but a lot of it is about thinking, you only think To you only need to think of two words that rhyme. Yeah. Think of the first word and then obviously you you use the first word on your first line and just gotta think of a word that runs for the second for the fourth line. So it is a lot more simple than it than it might appear. A lot of it is is fear. Is people are ruled by looking stupid, looking wrong, and if you get get past the Um, the fear of being wrong or stupid then it doesn't really matter what you say as long as it you know there was lines in that 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 probably
1: fell flatter than they would want going wrong has two two benefits so first of all the woman who thought it was too good to not be scripted I actually joked with her and said so you actually want them to screw up to prove that it's real people do Um, and so that helps that's natural but also a lot of the, the the better engagement they got from the audience was when they struggled to find a word that rhymed, or, yeah. they, or they went
0: got over something wrong. They spilled over each other's words. Yeah. Or people enjoy that. The kind of
1: and that but that makes people seem normal. Yeah. Like one one of the characters was too keen to get involved that he realised he was acting out like a character and was going to start abusing his own yeah. <laughs> position. His own wife. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and that just caused more hilarity.
0: Yeah rather than shame that's good so um, yeah if you are if any um, anyone watching this or even watching this on repeat will, um, are in London or anywhere near London the showstoppers we're not on commission for this by the way but the showstoppers are here until the 16th of March in the other Palace Theatre what street are we on? Do you know? Palace Street <laughs> that's yes. Palace Street
1: that is Palace Street it's
0: literally by Buckingham Palace so um, six people online, Jeff. That's probably a record for us. This <laughs> no, is the time of day to do it this made me, we didn't ask, didn't we, before what, what time of day people would like to do the live stuff? So, and this was completely kind of un, uh, hey. howdy cowboy. That's Corey. Oh, Corey. Is that Corey Bryan? Hi, no, Corey. I haven't, I haven't said what I'm drinking, by the way. It looks. It indeed. is. Um, so this looks. Like it is like this, diet coke, but it's got a drop of vodka in it. Just a drop. It's a it's a drop of vodka in there. I don't know what vodka. I think it's Belvedere vodka. No. We'll okay. All taste all tastes the
1: same to me. rock It was you or the cricket. Oh dear, is the cricket going badly. Oh dear. The cricket's going badly. Right, so we talk about some oh, stuff. We some, yeah, some agile stuff. Go on then. <laughs> um, give us the topic. We'll improvise. Any, yeah, any questions oh, from the audience? Come oh, on, we got Robin. We got the Dean. We got Corey. Who else have we got? Wendy's has a good point with you Give us some. Give me some. Give us an agile topic and a musical style and <laughs> a location. Sing it. I wonder if everybody else can see the comments coming, but it's just us. Component, component teams, teams, go. Okay. Well, all right then. So, component teams, functional specialists, uh, who are excellent at one particular thing. The opposite of what we saw tonight. Yeah, I would say. So, so you've got, but then you've got, you've got um,
0: musicians. So there is a musical element to this. Yes. There was three musical the the, uh, the music was provided the lighting was provided by a specialist true so the things that you can see off stage those are still things that have to make that work true notice as well so the narrator there's a narrator who kind of gives do you do you... you use the same
1: narrator every time would you no they, so I one? know that they rotate okay. it so
0: Pippa who's over there um, she sometimes first narrates name terms. check me out um but no, but other people. So they switch the narrator, but they don't generally switch the musicians. But they have. So the narrator tonight can't remember his name, but he also was playing the guitar. I don't even know, you know yeah. he was. He was adding accompaniment. So he's still T-shaped. But this is the thing that a lot of people. Um, careful what I say. A lot of people. There's a, a common assumption from a lot of the coursework that we, we get around. We ask. One of the questions we ask is. Make an argument between feature teams and component teams. And it seems like the agile answer is feature teams. Yet, yet, still within agile organisations, there could well be a place for component teams. Yeah, yeah. And in balance with feature teams. And I think that's actually quite a healthy thing. Okay. To have an element of... Um, Kind of technical or expertise for complex area that isn't that perhaps needs a sense of maybe a quicker, a, a shorter cadence to get more um, emergency or, or more tactical fixes done within a complex technical
1: space? Component teams more valuable in the obvious domain complicated domain rather than complex Ooh, domain
0: we're on a bit of connecting now um,
1: so I'm not yeah, I'm not going yeah. down now I'm, just, I'm saying that if you can analyse and you can perfect but it's, an, it's more of
0: a known area isn't it it's more of a known component so I want to do a value stream map to show what the weight Wait. states oh it's disappeared Oh, 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 That's I want to do a value stream map to show the weight states between the component teams. Done that before? Any tips? Trying to show what, why feature teams are better in my opinion. So you,
1: you you're running. You want to run an experiment to prove something that you to already believe. To disprove that component teams are, are useful. I think you should run any experiment with an open mind that you might be wrong. But um, running value stream mapping. So for me, there's the, the, the two big differences, or the big difference between the two, two states, are efficiency and effectiveness. So component teams are very good at being efficient, or should be very good at they, they are capable of becoming very, very efficient. Feature teams probably won't they won't be efficient there will actually be quite a bit of dead time in feature teams Yeah, but they will be more effective they will get more value done rather than be more utilised and I'm saying between com- uh, complex and complicated so if you can get if you can perfect something if you can work out how to do something the right way and be effective in a somewhat predictable environment then a component team is probably your better better result it's a relation to definition of done as well if you've got if got if you've got a scrum team that can't get done done then having a component team to cover the, the aspects of the life cycle that are outside of done is probably the best way to deal with an imperfect scenario. Mm.
0: I also wonder whether there's an attraction or um, a repulsion, if that's the right word, opposite of attraction, yeah. um, for people to work in those teams. I'm a bit disconnected now because I haven't developed for a long time, but... I wonder... Well, there are two what, different types of
1: benefit, I think. I and So you can get a lot of stuff done very quickly and focus if you're in a component team. and get very, very good at something and you have a bit more certainty, a bit more predictability. But
0: is that an attractive... That's what I'm saying. Is that's that a, an attractive thing to a developer that I can yeah. see there's a um, growth of knowledge in a particular area, I can become more um, specialised... Yeah
1: and I can get deeper and I can get and there's there's a, maybe a reward in that there's, yeah a recognition in that there's, a there's kudos there's a comfort there as well yeah there's a comfort but equally there's 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 a you, you don't really grow wide you grow deep and so for people who get bored quite quickly yeah um Feature teams give them exposure to other other areas. Yeah. So I think it's a different, and I I I would be attracted by both of those personally. Yeah, yeah. At different times, I would I would like to be. I'd like to have something a little bit more predictable and repeatable, um, and work with peers on something and, and and develop an expertise in something. But I, I do also get bored. And the idea of pitching in and doing something that I'm not an expert at but I'm able to contribute I like that as well. Yeah. What's that point. In terms of mapping out a value stream, Corey I mean, are there any tips on doing that? Just observe. Watch. Follow follow the not follow the money but follow the follow the ticket. Was Jamie. Be back. Cheers Jamie.
0: Jamie, I have to say thank you to Jamie. Um I met Jamie for the first time last week.
1: Yeah. Last week. Last week. Um, at a user group meeting,
0: and it's the first time I've ever been to a user group meeting where someone has uh, met me with alcohol. They gave you a. They gave me Jamie gave me a bottle of um, I can't remember the name of it now, but it's a um, Devon Devon nice. Um, yeah. So. I haven't opened it yet, Jamie, but it's in my fridge at home. I shall have it over the weekend, I imagine. But thank you for that, Jamie.
1: Nice to meet you. Long-time listener. Long-time follower of the podcast. Yeah. Any other any other agile topics? I think we've done component teams, we've nailed that one. Smashed that one out of the park. <laughs> you did say we might get more, more people from the, across the pond. Yeah. We've got nine people. Right? It's almost like a community. It's almost like this thing's working. You get double figures, we've made it.
0: I'm assuming people can hear us okay, if, 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 given that people are asking questions. It is and, quite noisy in here. And that, yeah, so that. we apologise for the background noise. It's, a bit of, it's more of a posh pub for us as well. It, is, it feels quite posh in here. Yeah, it's a, more, it's, a, it's a gin palace, technically. A gin palace. They do lots of cocktails. There's they, a show. Have you seen the show Stop a Cocktail? They I do saw
1: improvised there. cocktails. Go to the bar. It's part of the show. Um, you can uh, you can ask them to improvise you a cocktail. So that you give that. them. Did you give me that one. So the cocktail is
0: quince gin, creme de fraise What's that creme de fraise, That's strawberries. Strawberry. And cream, lemon, and fresh strawberries. That's their cocktail, but you can but you can improvise your own. There we are.
1: Team agreement is best way of recording what's been agreed. Next level scrum master technical master of coaching certification. All right. So there's two different ones there. Team agreement is best way of recording what's been agreed. And what should the scrum masters next level of focus should be around technical competence or coaching competence? I, I, I have a pretty strong feeling about the last one. Let's start with the first one. Then. Okay. Team uh, agreements. How do we record way of, them? Way of recording them? I got um. Oh, I oh, this is my phone, I can't show it. Um, got, we've, got a, we've got a poster. On, uh, as you come down the stairs, uh, at my house. As you come down the stairs, from upstairs to downstairs, there's a, a bit of wall there, and we've got a poster on there that the four of us created. There's not five of us, but four of us created. My wife, me, uh, my son and my daughter. Of our team, Of our team, of our family values things that we, we believe we stand for and stand uh, we, we believe in as, as a family and you know, like we have fun we are the good guys we make mistakes we apologise those kinds of things and I think you, you see quite a lot of those things around now um, but that, that's, that's something that we, we all see every day every time we go downstairs Do you think you can them. remember them now I can remember or? a lot of them yeah um, and I think that's some, however, you record them, having them somewhere that you see them regularly, yeah. just burns them into your conscience, if you like, almost subliminally. Uh, I know where was it? I can't, can't remember what company it was now, but they had in the in the toilets, the company toilets, they had around the mirror. Yeah. The the sort of corporate values type thing. Yeah. Um, in terms of capturing them and displaying them, I think that's secondary to the actual formation of them. I think if they're done, yeah, I think if they're done
0: well, reinforced and well facilitated, I think they should be quite memorable. We um, we were doing, doing something today around team values and
1: one of the things that we pushed pushed the, the group to do today was to really make them specific. So we started off with, with the conversation about you know what as a team, what do you believe in, what do you stand for, what kind of team do you want to be? Um, and then we asked them to say, well how will you know you're actually living those values or not? What are you actually prepared to commit to doing at a behavioural level to put those values into practice? Um, and we asked them to create s- statements that said, you yeah, know, we commit to X, Y, Z. And the response was, that was that was a big thing for them. That. that was quite difficult for them to do, um, but quite powerful. Yeah. Even if those commitments are relatively superficial, it's, it's, it's bringing it home that they actually have to do something. Yeah.
0: And the other um, the interesting thing is, is when you call people out of them. Yeah. That's probably when they become more real, because it's easy to, to write them down, say them once, and then never look at them again. But if they're if they are specific enough that's not easy to be broken, but they you can you can identify them. Because you've done uh, on a different kind of um, forum, but you've asked to be called. You've asked. I don't remember you did this. You asked, call me out when I do this. Yeah. It's almost like giving everyone permission to say if I do this call me out on it and if it happens then all of a sudden everyone goes oh okay or it can kind of like in a, in a team meeting if people are using the laptops and i'll say can you turn your, you turn your laptop laptop off, laptop off please it's like that's all oh, that's the reminding
1: people of that that's actually something we agreed to here but then how that person reacts to it yeah is key because when somebody if i've if I asked to be called out I'm not doing something, or I'm doing something that I said I didn't want to do, and my response is defensive, or I sort of make an excuse for it, or I make the person who's called me out on it feel awkward, or guilty, then it's less likely to happen again. So I really try and make the point of thanking that person, not not only for for going out of their way and doing what is probably uncomfortable for, and no one really likes doing it, but also through what it, what it allows me to do, to correct my behaviour and, and adopt a different behaviour, then that's more like to happened again. So, long way around, if you can make it visible, brilliant. If you can put it in a format that people take notice of, brilliant. Um, but make more it memorable, that, yeah, making it memorable. And, and the more specific and actionable, and, and just repetition, just almost daily assessing, how are we doing with these things? And even if you have managed to do those Behaviors, or meet those commitments, or live those values. Just find one example of where you could have done it a little bit more, because that then just makes it okay. It normalises the idea of imperfection, and it normalises the idea of continuous improvement. Second question: technical or, or coaching? I know where
0: yeah, so you stand. Yes, So I'll play devil's advocate. Yeah. This so yeah. I'll, I'll I'll fight the corner here of technical. Um, let's debate this so the value of a technical scrum master is they can be a advantage as an extra pair of technical eyes on a problem yeah. they can give a perspective they can maybe give a more um, systems thinking look at, at a problem and understand it from a technical standpoint in nokia certainly when i would know the words nokia there was a, a kudos and a Kind of a go to person as a scrum master, technically had an awareness of. So the production system went down, there were scrum masters that I worked with, this is not me by the way, scrum masters that I worked with that would be able to nail, well, could it be, it would be probably this, 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 or this. And those are the people that are attracted to problems because they generally would be able to discover something quite, you know, analyse, problem solve, fault check quite quickly.
1: That's an advantage,
0: yeah. Having a more global view of, of the of the problem rather than the individual view
1: of this. The okay. I think if you offered me the choice, the opportunity <coughs> to have technical knowledge, would I take it?
0: We, I think we're biased as well because we've never
1: been technical. You have? Not, not, not technical enough. I was in, you when you were introduced to me. You were introduced as Java guru Paul Goddard. Yeah. Um, but, but no, we've never been.
0: I, I know some very good, very good Scrum masters who were very technical. And had a level of respect yeah. that I would never have got from their team because they, they could talk on a level
1: technically with their. Yeah. I'm, I'm really I'm internally struggling with this. If I if I could push a button and I could give myself technical skills and knowledge would I do it? But you're not interested by technical things. Well, no, because I don't do it. But I, I, I quite enjoyed it when I did... So years and years ago, I went on a SQL Server course in visual, but I quite enjoyed it. You can write SQL statements, yeah, I, I, I do I, I did a few now and again. Select all from... Yeah. I did that. Select statements. <laughs> That's about all I remember. But I, I quite enjoyed it. Select star. Select star. Um, I, So my argument has always been I'd be too tempted or too blinded by what I know to, to be, be objective. Neutral, to be objective. And I think my my naivety, my lack of knowledge, I consider that to be a help. But is that my cognitive bias kicking in and, and justifying my my ignorance. I don't know. I'd i really like to think that I could have that knowledge and still be neutral. But I know from other areas of my life that I struggle to be neutral when I do have some knowledge. So, sports coaching, for example, I find it a lot harder to be neutral. And a lot, I, I default too quickly to passing on technique or knowledge or, or whatever.
0: Robin says technical, technical knowledge can be useful if you know when, when you are wearing an SM hat. Scott Ah, ah. Um, when you're wearing a technical hat an SM hat and when you're not ensuring that it's SM so, so you're a certain leader
1: yeah true I'd love to be able to do that I, I just don't trust myself enough I, I, maybe, maybe, it's it physical, maybe it's a physical maybe it's a physical hat you could wear yeah to say look do you want me to and ask the team the question
0: do you want the, do you want me to answer this from a technical viewpoint or from a neutral stomach viewpoint I missed that, that was another comment. This is good, we've got loads of comments,
1: Jen. Yeah, you can ask stupid questions without fear or I, I That's what I believe, that you can, you can actually be obviously ignorant. I'm not faking my lack of knowledge.
0: No, I know. But I think, again, again to bring back to Nokia as an example, there was a... If, you, if I was to summarise this as a facial expression, If I I came across as stupid or naïve, there'd be a, not everyone, but there'd be a a kind of a, I'll do do that better. So that kind of response that, you're slowing us down, that type of thing. And, but again, let's, (laughs) let's,
1: lends itself back
0: to what we were talking about today, about our desire to solve solutions fast.
1: So I think it does fuel that need. An extra problem solver, technically,
0: could solve a technical, complicated problem faster.
1: You know, get more
0: engineers around the problem, because there is a solution, we just need an extra pair of pants to, to, to produce it.
1: Yeah. And Toyota, they're very yeah, so. much so. To the test. Um I always, had a, I always had a
0: problem with that but they labelled that was the chief engineer was, was basically this kind of role yeah. a tech like a, a guru I think Kane was,
1: because he was technical wasn't he he was small talk. he kind of viewed that as, as, as not a bad thing and Jeff Sutherland views it as not a bad thing
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I, I don't know I just think it's dangerous I think more bad can come of it the more good can come of it potentially there's a bigger downside than there is a bigger upside yeah in my view but it's possible
0: everything's possible we've got about five minutes left any more questions you can ask us anything within reason ama what's the thing ama ama ask me ask me about to do my first user group presentation any tips for topics or presentation um, it got the topic. Talk slow. Be natural. That's That's easy to say, isn't it? Be natural. Be yourself. Most people tend to, to, to speed up when they're nervous. Slow down.
1: Yeah, it's presentation. Tips. Thirty minutes on a blog post So you know the topic. Yeah. So don't second guess yourself. Uh, I think the biggest mistake that people make is they assume that they're there to. uh, the audience is there to trip you up. I think that's most people's concerns with these things. Um, Yeah, go slower than you think you should. Enjoy it. Smile. Make a connection with people.
0: (laughs) No, I won't say that. I won't say that. it's It's not appropriate. Okay the vodka talking it's not appropriate it's a tip that I was given by an improv teacher years ago i told you about it <laughs> it's not appropriate by right now
1: no that's harsh because there's an in joke and you're deliberately excluding them now you've got to make something up and pretend that that's what we were talking about mm. uh,
0: use, use emotion
1: yeah. use emotion there's my tip yeah I, so I'm a big fan of um, at the moment this uh, big thing at the moment for me is positive affirmations so imagine not necessarily imagine but repeat all the things that are positive about what you're doing so tell yourself regularly that you know the topic yeah um, that people don't want you to fail no all the things that you can think of that are true and also helpful list them out and just repeat them to yourself regularly Um, practice breathing obviously practice what you want to say keep it simple don't overcomplicate it good good luck Robin you'll where's, be fine where's the talk
0: well it's in Ajah Leeds, Leeds are a nice crowd yeah yeah they'll, they'll look after you yeah hometown don't be afraid to say you don't know no one no one's perfect be vulnerable be yourself be natural
1: enjoy it yeah set yourself some realistic cheers Corey set yourself some realistic success bar as well that a lot of, again, another mistake a lot of people make is is they it's not a conscious thing but they they assume that their presentation has to be perfect their talk has to be perfect if you set, nobody gives a perfect presentation you watch some of the best presenters in the world in fact there was a really good um, there was a really good video recently about some guy it's, it was gonna be quite vague but it was some guy who'd just been elected, I'm going to say to senator, somewhere in America. And um, he was doing his sort of acceptance speech, like uh, thanks speech. And uh, his, one of his kids came on stage, like a toddler. You see this? And uh, so his wife and his, his older kids were in the front row. And his little kid, like, sort of wandering on with his blanket and stuff, wanders onto the stage and completely breaks the guy's flow but he runs with it and he makes a few jokes about it and uh, his wife's trying to say to the top, come on, come off the stage, come off the stage and he just and then he picks him up and starts talking about you know, how family's really important and you know, you've got to look after the parents parents have a hard job and everyone laughs and has a joke about it look that up it's quite good how you, how you cope with the unexpected and cope with failure have, have a little uh, just embrace the moment a bit like the improv that we were yeah. talking about earlier on that's what
0: Richard France said to me, was, uh, the, mistakes, the, the mistakes is the gold. That's, that's where the, the, the real stuff is. When you make mistakes, that's where the magic happens.
1: Good. Look forward to the mistakes. Yeah. Anyway, our time to go. It's, it's, it. it's quite up. late.
0: Good night, all. Cheers, everyone.